This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio We're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries, and powered by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Uh, we're all here this morning to give you this letter. You know, we, uh, we collectively decided that, you know, we're, uh, we're going on strike today. And, um, you know, we got some things in there that we don't agree with from you and, you know, uh, What do we got? Well, we want better pay, we want health insurance, um, you know, better safety training. Um, you know, there's, there's a... Alright, well, lot. this isn't anything I can do today or... You know, right away, but I can certainly well, start can to definitely uh, right away enter into a collective bargaining agreement. Um, we also want union representation to uh, guarantee that these things stay the way that they should be and will continue to be the way that they should be. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, welcome in to the big show presented by Pond Lahaki, powered by Teladoc, fueled by our good friends at the Sinesta Hotel and driven by uh, Chapman Ford. That audio that you listened to as we welcome you into the program tonight uh, was R.H. Benedict's workers uh, handing a strike letter, J-Doc, back, on July, back in July, July 16th, and then, of course, uh, we did the program here on Saturday Night Live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT uh, on August 25th. So tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live is a follow-up from the 25th. Uh, Joe, this is one of the most unprecedented situations that I can ever remember. And you have some of the most courageous individuals, workers uh, uh, that I've ever encountered in my life who were working under conditions up 20-some stories, concerned for their lives. At one point, I think they called it home, that calling their family saying, if we don't make it, you'll know why, that actually went on strike. Individuals that were not in a union at the time and had the guts to confront the owner due to the safety and lack thereof conditions, the lack of safety equipment, the way they were being treated, and the way they were being paid, and they went on strike. Not only that... They, they, they contacted uh, Ed Penna and asked to be represented and wanted to do something so they could protect their livelihoods and their lives. Before we bring Ed Penna into the conversation, and we'll bring him in uh, in just a second, this is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, 855-839-1210, 855-839-1210. The number, if you'd like to weigh in, we have a full show 
tonight, Jay Doc, uh, four uh, gentlemen in the studio, including uh, Ed Penna Jr., uh, who is with us. And Ed, I bring you into the show, bring you into the uh, live broadcast on a Saturday night. Uh, you listen to the audio. It certainly is not the first time uh, that you listen to that audio. Uh, you were part of the show with us on the 25th of August. And now fast forward uh, up to tonight, uh, being the 8th of September, as we come to you on a Saturday night, uh, bring our listening audience uh, up to speed on where we are. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having us back in the studi- uh, studios tonight. You know, it's a, it's a great honor. Um, yeah, like uh, you heard earlier in the show on uh, July 16th. Uh, let's do this first. We're having an issue with your mic, so let's. All right, so let's scrap that out. Hang on for a minute. Uh, uh, there we go, Ed. So try that. Thanks for having us on. All back right, there we tonight. go. A little tech difficulty. We're through it. Go ahead, brother. Thank you again having us back on here tonight. Um, you heard the audio in the beginning of the show on uh, July 16th. The workers handed a strike letter over to uh, Robert Benedicts. Um, and in that audio, he does say, you know, give me some time and, and I'll make things better here. Well, here we are. We're sitting here on September 8th. And you know, these guys are still on strike. You know, we, we've actually have another striker now. Now we're up to five strikers. Um, you know, again, we're sitting here and, and still stuff has not gotten better. Just for the benefit of the listening audience, explain, if you can, the reason behind the letter and the reason that we're still here uh, dealing with the issue. Well, we're still sitting here because, again, things have not changed at all, you know, over at Benedict's. Um, the workers went on strike because they were being verbally abused. Um, no safety no safety training at all, low wages, um, no benefits at all. You know, like I said before, everybody here has a has a family and they have no benefits, you know, for their children and their wife. And, and, and here's the thing. Um, let's talk about those unbelievable uh, safety conditions. Um, you know, when, for the listeners at home, and Joe, you say it better than anybody. We, we call it radio is theater of the mind. Well, we, we were talking, and, and anybody who didn't hear the last show, how many floors up in the air? 20, 22 stories. 20, uh, yeah, 22. 22 to 25 stories in the air. Um, and uh, with, with, with crane operators that weren't really crane operators, just members of the gangs, unlicensed crane operators, with, with harnesses that were frayed and, 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 and going to the company and saying, please help us, taking equipment up, taking materials up in a hoist, uh, that uh, the equipment was too big for the, for the hoist, so you yep, had to open yep. up the back in, a, in, in 40 mile an hour um, winds Wind, right. uh, with, with welds that were not, you know, were, were, were failed. And individuals calling home. Now, that doesn't happen on a union job. Anybody who's listening right now, that doesn't happen on a union job. Tell me when you got the call, Ed. Tell me what what was told to you. Well, when I got the call here from uh, Dan Lola, um, who we're going to be talking with in a a little bit, uh, you know, again, he was tired of having working unsafe. You know, he was tired of, of these conditions. So, you know, gave me the call. And, again, we met with a group of workers that we set up a meeting. And then, you know, from there we just took – we just took. And we off. didn't call them. They called they you. They called us. They called, they called me, you know, the Philadelphia Coalition for Workers' Justice, um, you know, because they wanted to better their situation. 
And, 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 and Joe, I mean, I, this is unprecedented. I'm going to tie you down in your chair tonight, but I appreciate and love sure. your passion, J. Doc. Thank sure. you so much. I want to bring in uh, Richard Starkweather, uh, who is to your right in the studio, and I would give Richard a chance uh, as we are part of the opening segment here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, Richard, thank you for coming into the studio. Um, if you will, let me just uh, lob you a softball. Let me just toss you the opportunity to... Uh, to explain um, why you're here specifically for to you, how it applies to you, and let the audience understand it. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm here. I've been doing this stuff for quite a while. Um, I've worked with a lot of different people. Um, the owner of RH Benedicts likes to likes to operate his own cranes at times, and when he's not available to operate, he brings in you know one of the guys. Um, there's been no real formal training on the crane operations. Um, just to recap from the last time I called in. Rich, t- tell, tell everybody what your position is first. Um, I was the foreman, uh, field foreman for RH Benedicts. Um, I was field foreman for about two years. So, um, But to, to go back to the August 25th broadcast, I had called in and you know relayed some of my story. Um, the hoist operation with the material sticking 13 feet out of the one side, you know, safety's bypassed so that the machine will operate in an unsafe condition. Um, you know, John spoke about it. You know, we, we called our family. I called my wife and told her, you know, <laughs> I love you. And if anything happens to me today, this is why, you know. Now, just bring the audience back. So when you say, when you say sticking out 13 feet. Right. So help the audience wrap their arms around what that means so they can visualize it. Um, a hoist car is a machine that runs material up and down um, the outside of a job site. So the hoist car is about six foot wide, 12 foot deep. The material that we were transporting up to the 22nd floor was 25 feet long. So, the, you know, it's ratchet strapped at one end and you know the winds blowing 40 miles an hour we got to the top and the car was rocking it, it was it was a scary situation i mean scary enough for you know for somebody that deals with heights and you know wild stuff all the time for me to call my wife you know it, it, it definitely put me in a, in a very bad spot i mean um so for, for people to you see those uh, construction elevators outside of a building they're orange or blue well that's what he's talking about uh, material that was too long to be put inside that. They didn't want to rent a crane. Correct. They didn't want to rent a crane. They wanted to put it on there, Correct. so they so they risked the lives of the men. Correct. That's what he's talking about right there, Joe. Correct. Um, it, it was done on the weekend, and the general consensus and you know word that was spread around was do it on the weekend when nobody's around. You know, OSHA's not in office, LNI's not in office, the union guys aren't out front, nobody's there to take pictures. You know, the the main concern that the owner of the company had while he was on site was a piece of wood to cover the top of the forklift so he didn't get wet. So, I mean, we brought the concern to his attention, and that was the response. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Uh, Robert Benedicts is the owner of R.H. Benedicts. We did reach out. Uh, to Robert uh, and to give Robert an opportunity to join us uh, here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, either in studio or certainly by phone. Um, and we did not receive any reaction or any response uh, despite the reach out. We'll get to our first commercial break on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll continue uh, the dialogue back in a moment. 
I've been coming out of that with them guys, okay? And mm-hmm. I was a treasurer to Democratic Party. You know, I've been a loyal Democrat my whole life. But I've told people, and it hasn't just, like I told you, it just didn't resonate with this election. If you look at the last few years, I've been telling people we have to become a little bit more individual. We have to be more of our own brand. Mm-hmm. We have to do a better job of becoming a business. These guys sitting around me, they're your neighbors, they're your brothers, they're your fathers, they're your sons. They just simply want to go to work, make a living, and raise their families, have a roof over their head, and be protected. It's taken away from them. The only thing that's going to protect them is a collective bargaining agreement. Absolutely. That's the only thing. Absolutely. And it's, it's a tragedy that we're sitting here in 2018 and that people can get away with threatening the lives of these men. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT as we come to you live and we say hello to the Delaware Valley as the night starts to settle in uh, on Saturday night. Jay Doc, uh, special thanks to Richard Starkweather uh, who really stopped me in my tracks uh, with the conversation of calling his wife from the job because of the job, uh, which, if you think about it, it's just mind-blowing to, to listen to that. Well, I've been an iron worker since I was 18 years old, 1982. Never heard anything like that in my entire life. So I was emotional listening to it, and I really want to thank Richard. You know, I mean, by the way, he's been organized. He's in the local 401 now, and I'm proud to call him a union brother. Dan Lola is going to join us now in studio. Back to the opening segment when the show first came on the uh, on at the top of the hour. Uh, the audio that we played uh, of the workers collectively uh, handing a letter to the owner of R.H. Benedict's. The voice in that conversation uh, was Dan Lola, and he joins us now uh, in studio here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Dan, thank you so much uh, for coming in. Uh, Let's begin uh, the conversation uh, from the time uh, you presented the letter, which, uh, as we referenced, was back in July. Uh, We are now to September 8th. How much, if anything at all, has occurred since you handed the letter and since I believe uh, the owner acknowledged uh, that something was going to get done? Absolutely nothing. He refuses to sit down and talk with us. There's no negotiations. I mean, he is steadfast in not doing anything to help us, to, to do anything for us, to negotiate anything. Like, he, he wants nothing to do with us. He's hired another company to replace us. I think he's subbing his work out to another company called Scovy, and uh, he's got a few guys down in 260 Broad welding down there and uh, still illegally operating the crane. Um, just whatever he can do to make a book. It, it has nothing to do with us. He doesn't care at all whatsoever about what happened. Dan, when, when you um, first you know, made the decision, at what point did you make the decision? Because you're, you're – you're, you're, one of the leaders, if not the leader of the movement here, to go on strike, to approach him. That was you, like Joe Krause said in that video clip there. Uh, at what point did you say, I had enough? Uh, well, he's got us doing all kinds of crazy stuff. We're, you know, doing things that are, you know, 20 plus stories up. If you want a harness that's worthwhile and it's going to save your life if you take a fall, you don't get that from the company. You buy that out of your own pocket. You take that loss. You know, from your own wages, you buy that. Bobby did nothing for us. That's when I I took a week off because I got to a to a point in my tenure with him where I was so frustrated that I wanted to quit. I actually quit. I packed my gear out. I left. He begged me to come back. 
I took my week's vacation, and uh, during that week, he talked me into coming back. I had called Ed. I organized things to get in motion for the other guys. And then at that point when I had gone back, my intent on going back was to get more guys on board with what I had going on. And my my legitimate concerns and, and everything that was going on became the legitimate concerns of everybody else at the company minus two other people on the books and two people that were off the books. But when I took that week of vacation, we discussed it. And then when it came time to pay me, it was like, thank you or, or you're welcome for giving you that week paid when I had already accumulated my vacation time. Like that was my money. And he says, you're welcome. Just for that belonged to me. Just for some clarity, the reference to Bobby is Robert Benedicts, the owner of R.H. Benedicts. Um, and respectfully, um, I just want to make sure, J-Doc, the audience is clear. Uh, we reached out uh, to uh, Robert, uh, to Mr. Benedicts, to have him join uh, the program uh, tonight. Um, but we did not uh, get a response. No, he's a coward. Um, he won't do that. Uh, to our request to have him uh, join the show. Dan, where are you now? Are you still working with uh benedicts or no 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 i'm not i've been uh i've been replaced by some you know third rate scab i have no idea who they have in there doing what i did what happened when they found out that you were that you were going to organize and they, 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 uh, you they didn't to find out um when the letter was delivered that's when he found out i mean we kept this under wraps nobody knew nothing jay doc how, uh, and, and let me ask you to chime in on this and again just so the audience understands how does it occur like this how does it work how does a company have the ability uh and i'll let you start and then jay doc you can or jay doc how does a company have the ability um in 2018 to be able to the, 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 the members don't have any other options so for for the most part they can't go to a union leader or union representative they can't go to the union hall and go get another job that easy uh this guy knows that he's their only lifeline in many cases um and whether and, you're a union member or a non-union member you're a union How, member you call your union rep and you, but here's what i'm trying to drive drive down whether you are or you're not how do you have the ability as the owner of a company to put people in harm's way uh, and, and, and just simply ignore security and proper protocol and, and, and proper safety measures? And that's the difference between working on their collective bargaining agreement with when you're in, when you're in a union, you know, you have a, the workers have a collective bargaining agreement between the, the owner and the workers. You know, when the, it's a non-union company, the owner can just do whatever he wants, you know, to the workers and, and the, who's the workers going to turn to? workers have nobody to turn to you know they can just it's just them versus the owner But where's the regulation where is the regulation that allows or prevents the company that's Joe that's why they're working on the weekend that they're breaking the rules they're break and 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 like Richard just said to me just pass me a note non-union men are job scared they don't have yeah, a collective exactly. bargaining agreement exactly they don't have individuals like Ed Pena jr representing them by the way these when, when you have a collective bargaining agreement the company also let's give kudos to the to the union companies that are out there uh, you know complying and doing and, and and getting the right equipment and putting the right uh, qualified members and paying the, a proper wage scale to these members that's why it doesn't happen on union jobs. I mean, it, these people are working in the dark, in the dark, in the shadows. A lot of them don't have an opportunity. What unions like to do, if they could catch people like this, is not only report it to the authorities, but organize their best men. We're, I cannot tell you, 
And that's why uh, we, Richard is now a member of Ironworkers Local 401, the Cracker Jack Ironworker, just couldn't get in the union. And at the end, and, and, and you would think that his employer would be so appreciative of having a guy at his stature and these other guys right here. That he, would, that he would do whatever he could. But in order to start a job in the city of Philadelphia or anywhere, there, there's a process, there's a license, there's, there's yeah, but a you, system you know. of controls that are put in place. Well, there's I also would, general on, contractors. Me, hold on, let me finish. Yeah. I would assume because of that system that the, the owner, the contractor, would be forced to be safety conscious, would be forced he, to not be able to do Joe, that. Joe, he's a subcontractor. Benedict's is a subcontractor. Could Ed, Ed, could Ed Pennant Jr., can you tell me who the general contractor was on that job and is now? On the uh, 260 Broad Street job, it's Post Brothers. They're not just a general contractor. They're the owner. They're the developer. Um, they're everything you know for that job that these guys walked out on. And so, so at the end of the day, Joe, uh, Post Brothers has the job, and they sub it out to subcontractors like Benedicts. And these individuals, did you guys ever go to Post Brothers and tell them uh, what the heck was going on? Yes, we went to Post Brothers, and we were told to pound sand. We had a meeting with Serena Rose, who's uh, the vice president of uh, development or something like that. And uh, she had a meeting set up with John Parks. And the agreement was that it was only her and John that were going to meet together, which was fine. I sat down with John to have lunch with John until his meeting came. And she seen me with John and declined to have the meeting simply because I was there. It was a petty reason for her to, for, for her to back out, but she did it anyways. When was that, Dan? On a timeline, was that after the letter? I was in July about 16th? I was about three weeks into our strike process. So the, that was three weeks. Three weeks you after know, the letter, because we reached out to her to 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 negotiate with Robert Benedicts the third on our behalf because he won't sit down with us. But but that reach out followed the letter, correct? Yes. So, so July yes, he had already told us that, you know, we gave him our strike letter. He said, okay, I'm going to make changes. I'm going to make it better for you guys. That way you can come back to work. And then less than three days later, we got a letter from him saying that you must come back to work under the same conditions, under the same pay. Everything stays the same. Nothing changes to the job you enjoyed. He said enjoyed. This is why we went on strike, because we didn't enjoy it. But yet he put that in there as a stab to us. I mean, that's a what a coward does. Did, did you have any benefits? I'm talk, we're, we're, by the way, we're talking right now to Dan Lowe. No, our benefits only included a biweekly check. No health coverage, nothing. And you, I mean, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, you're hearing it from the, the We're 25 the stories mouth. up welding on galvanized steel, lead-covered beams. I'm TIG welding on, on the outside of a building, 20-some stories up. No health coverage. And we, the last guy, when, when we had the last show, we had a guy by the name of Tyrone Smith. He was also he was yeah, he was out sick with galvanized poisoning. They didn't give him no rest. He's making eighteen bucks an hour. Eighteen dollars an hour without, without benefits. Talk about a travesty. Unbelievable. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. The story rolls on and continues after we get into the uh, commercial break. Uh, do stay with us. We thank you for tuning in. Uh, again, Ed Pennett Jr. is with us. You just heard uh, from Dan Lola. Richard Starkweather uh, kicked us off in the opening segment. Uh, and we're going to get to, uh, to John Stankowitz uh, when we come back after the break. I believe there's room, okay, for 
the national building trades, the local building trades, that have partnerships with the Trump administration as it pertains to energy, as it pertains to infrastructure, as it pertains to the undocumented worker. Go around the Delaware Valley, go around the Delaware Valley and look at construction sites. You will immediately know what are union sites and what are non-union sites. You know why? How people are dressed, whether or not they're harnessed off, whether or not there's appropriate barriers, whether or not there's appropriate fencing, there's safety measures, whether or not there's appropriate apprentice programs to teach people how to be safe and how to do the job as a real good mechanic. Audio clip from Sam Pond, J. Doc, back on that uh, opening show on August 25th. And those words are resonating today as we come to you live on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Ed Penna Jr. uh, is with us. He has been with us from uh, from the jump. And Ed, when you listen uh, to exactly what Sam just referenced about looking at a job site and being able to know that that company is a is a there's a union job on that uh, on that site uh, or not. Rings really true. Very much. Um, you know, you could tell, like Sam said, how how people dress. You know, just the way they appear. You know, who who care? Who's a more professional at their at their job? You know, it just it and, just and, be and, volumes. And the safety. See, I mean, you listen to Sam. Sam sees, you know, Palm Hockey sees injured workers, non-union and union, on a daily basis. So it's an interesting comparison uh, from the front row. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go right now from safety standards that are a travesty. Tell us about what's going to, what, who we're introducing next, Ed. So we're going to be introducing, you know, like we heard from Dan and Richard, you know, their stories from from working at Benedict's. You know, this this isn't just one company that's doing this to their workers. If workers are out there listening, you know, you're not alone in this. You know, stand up for what is right. You know, you have rights. You know, you do not deserve to be treated like this. You know, so now the next story we're going to be here is going to be more of a physical abuse and verbal abuse but again let me stress that again physical abuse that this man john starkweather um has you know seen and, and, and came across john, I mean, stankowitz. john stankowitz excuse me john stankowitz i want to bring him into the program i want to remind uh, our listening audience that you are listening to saturday night live with philly labor uh, on talk radio 1210 uh, wpht uh, special thanks to ed penn and to dan and richard uh, for coming in the program uh John, let me bring you in uh, to the conversation. Um, you're going to bring for the listening audience um, a different perspective. Uh, it's the same theory, um, yet it's different. Explain. Right. Well, I'm uh, I'm working for Kings Rebar. Uh, we're based out in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, small time company. We have about 15 to 20 guys. Uh, and I started with this company uh, last October 2017. Uh, you know, since then I've just been, you know, I've witnessed and, you know, endured uh, physical, verbal abuse. You know, I've, we, we got a, long, a lot of young guys working for us. Uh, one of them, or a lot of them are around 18, 19 years old. Uh, and just just recently, a few months back, you know, we're working a job in Bell Kenwood, right around the corner from uh, City Ave and Belmont. And, uh, you know, we had the foreman, who's a 40-year-old man, slam down and choke out a 19-year-old kid. Um, Who's working for the company? I'm sorry. The 19 year old is working for the company, right? Yes, the 19 year old was working for the company, and uh, you know, it's just it was unprofessional. And I was in front of the general contractor as well, 
but you know they just bat an eye, didn't care. That this is the owner of uh, his name is Pete D'Onofrio. He's the owner of D'Onofrio Contracting. And you work and you work for Pete? No, I work for Kings Rebar, but they're the general contractors, and they didn't care. They didn't say a word. They just bat an eye, act like it didn't care, act like it didn't matter. Um, still work for them? I still work technically for Kings of Rebar. I'm on strike. Uh, I went out uh, August 8th last month um, in August. So uh, since then, you know, I've contacted Ed uh, with the Philadelphia Coalition of Workers Justice, um, him as well as Bob Cosgrove, who couldn't be here today. Um, and they've helped me try to get my foot in the door to a better situation, have a better lifestyle for myself. Uh, you know, because, you know, it'd be nice to have health care, take care of myself. I mean, unlike Benedict's, we don't really work at insanely high, you know, uh, you know 20. Yeah, right. Exactly. We don't work at, you know, heights like that. But, you know, my second my second month working for this company, I have no prior experience tying steel whatsoever. And here I am up on a 20 foot ladder in the middle of November. Adder, the ladder is being on con- is on concrete and the concrete is completely icy. You know what I mean? I'm not tied off with a harness. You know, OSHA requires you be anything over six feet. You have to be harnessed off. Jay, Doc, you well, can speak so. to that. Well, let's say this, and I said this before. I worked, I worked at Rods. It's Rod setting. You're right. talking about uh, for one day in my life. It was one of the hardest days of my life. Um, let me ask you a question. What would have happened if you would have, while you were up on that ladder, if you would have went to your to, to the uh, foreman at Kings or Rebar and said, "Listen, this isn't safe. I want, you know, I need some help here." Uh, well, hypothetically, what he would have said, I can't say over the radio. Uh, he would basically, he would have called me a wuss, told me to, you know, man up and just do it. And, uh, you know, they kind of probably would just laugh at me. Have you ever seen situations like that before? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, certain situations where, uh, you know, people don't feel comfortable doing something, you know, the heights, like I said, aren't as crazy as, you know. Let's talk about the, the physical abuse, though, because okay. that, right. that's that's a crime. <laughs> that's yeah. not only you know, illegal, as, you know, there are not only laws against that with the Department of Labor, but you're not allowed to do that. How often did that happen? And was that the type of, is that the situation that finally got you to go on strike? Well, that was the worst situation I've seen, but surprisingly, no, that is not what had me on strike. Um, basically, I just got tired of, uh, you know, people getting pushed around. Uh, you know, there's been situations of other 19-year-old kids having a, I've seen uh, one friend that I had and had a cigarette smacked out of his mouth um, by the owner of the company. He was gripped up. And then uh, another situation, another guy was, uh, I think, I believe he spilled uh, coffee in a work truck. So the owner of the company gripped him up, slammed him to the truck, slammed him to the ground, started hitting on him. And, you know, these guys are intimidated because they know the physical or, uh, you know, the physical abuse they could endure. So, you know, when I when I went on strike, I was trying to get guys to stand up and they were literally terrified because what could happen. Plus, on top of that, they're scared of change. You know, it's scary for everybody, but it's mainly because they're intimidated. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like I can't get anything through to their heads for them to stand up for themselves at all, because not only are they scared of the physical, you know, altercations, but as well as, uh, you know, losing their jobs. Losing their jobs, and also they just they lie. I believe they put things into their heads saying, "Yo, you know, union's not good." You know, they're just trying to get us like run our job into the uh, into the dirt. You know what I mean? Take over the company and get rid of us. John Stankowicz joining us in studio. I'm going to bring our guest who's joining us by phone uh, in just a minute, and I just want to make sure it's clear: we are wide open on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor to have any one of the companies referenced here. 
to come in and have a conversation. Sure. We're wide open to that. Absolutely. Greg Lightkip joins us by telephone. Uh, we'll bring Greg into the conversation. Uh, Greg, we have just a couple of minutes, but I want to give you an opportunity uh, to join the conversation. Thanks for calling in uh, on a Saturday night. Um, tell us um, who you are in terms of what it means. You were a worker for the company. Uh, tell us your scenario. Hey, guys. Um, it's Greg Lightcap. I, uh, I was working on uh, this job and it was a residential pool. Um, the dig for the tanning ledge, or I'm sorry, the um, sun shelf, was dug out way too much. So I was trying to tie the shelf as I'm standing on it, and it was raining, and I'm trying to hold the bar down with my feet, you know, as I'm tying it, and I slipped, and I, I went through the mat and fell backwards, and the mat caught the back of my knee. And um, I tried to tough it out, I put a sleeve on, and I tried going into work the following week, but the pain just got excruciating. So I went to the hospital, and um, I was scared to lose my job because of, you know, seeing other things going on, and I have a family to feed to. So I told him it didn't happen at work. I contacted my boss and told him what happened, and one of the first things that they said was, we didn't tell him it happened at work, did you? I said, no, I didn't, you know, and... uh after that, I spoke to a lawyer and, um, you know, came to the realization that I should tell them that it happened at work. I shouldn't be so afraid to lose my job. So from um, other doctor's appointments and whatnot, I did tell them that. I went to my bosses and said, hey, you know, I can't work. I ended up getting an MRI and I had a fragmentation of the fibular head with separation of the tendon from the bone. And... When I asked for workers' compensation, they said they can't give it to me. They said it didn't happen at work. And so I, you know, asked them for other forms of help. So they kind of dicked around with offering me unemployment. So my wife put up a uh, GoFundMe account page on Facebook. And upon them seeing that, they called me. And, uh, they, you know, they yelled at me and said, you know, you're slandering the company and um, this makes us look bad, and blah blah blah. And you, we can't take you back, Greg. Are you so you don't you don't work for the company? No, not not anymore. How's your health? How is your health right now? Um, it's it's good now. Um, it took a while to be able to move around normally, but um, partially because of that issue, I ended up losing my apartment and having to move in with my mother-in-law. Greg Lightkip is joining us by telephone here on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor. John, go ahead. I'm going to let you weigh in. We're up against a break, but I'm going to give you a chance to weigh in. Right. Well, I just want to throw in something with uh, what Greg had to say also. Um, another problem we have is, you know, on those residential pools, nobody wears appropriate PPE. In fact, they don't wear any. Uh, you know, there's no hard hats. There's no safety glasses for the most part, and there's no harnesses. So when Greg fell off a tanning ledge, I wasn't there personally, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was 15 foot or higher. And, Incredible, you know, you know, and also that you know, not only you're going to hurt yourself, obviously falling onto steel mats, but you have the, you know, there's a chance where you could be impaled, you know, and 
Obviously, I mean, 15 feet, that. people have died yeah. from, from falling left for, yeah. from less. Like you can get a bar in through your head. Let me do disgusting. this. Let me say uh, Greg Lightkip uh, for uh, calling in and being a part of the show and sharing what was a tough story for you and certainly a tough uh, experience and a tough part of uh, what you had to endure. Um, thank you uh, for being so candid and so real um, by phone joining us here tonight on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Good stuff on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. We'll get to a commercial break, our final break uh, of the big show. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I won't participate on behalf of ourselves here at Local 98 or the Philadelphia Building Trades in conversations that are purely dominated on social issues that don't affect our jobs. We're all here this morning to give you this letter. Um, you know, we, uh, we collectively decided that you know, we're, uh, we're going on strike today. And um, you know, we got some things in there that we don't agree with from you. And, you know, uh, what do we got? Well, we want better pay. We want health insurance. Um, you know, better safety training. Um, there's, there's a, all right, well, this isn't anything I can do today or you know right away but i can certainly well, start can to definitely uh right away enter into a collective bargaining agreement um we also want union representation to uh guarantee that these things stay the way that they should be and will continue to be the way that they should be that audio if you're just joining us we played at the top of the show here on saturday night live with philly labor on talk radio uh 12 10 that incident or that dialogue or exchange occurred back on July uh, 16th on the job site uh, with Robert Benedicts of R.H. Benedicts and J-Doc. Just for clarity uh, for the audience, we reached out uh, to Mr. Benedicts, uh, giving him an invitation to join us uh, to be part of the uh, live broadcast or to join uh, by phone, but that plea uh, fell on deaf ears. I want to finish up before I transition to you, J-Doc. I want to finish up uh, with John Stankowitz who was in and part of our last uh, segment along with a fellow worker, uh, Greg uh, Lightkip. John, let me give you last word on your segment uh, and then we're going to bring Richard and the other guys in and move the show along. Right, well I just wanted to say also that there was a situation that occurred uh, about a month or two ago where we have um, a 17 year old kid working on a job site at Bell mm-hmm. Kenwood and you know he's a young guy that we just had him on he was probably with us for about uh two months i want to say and his 32 year old sister actually unfortunately passed away in a car accident well he had to bury his sister on his 18th birthday uh, about a week later and they refused to give him off of work that day hmm. uh because uh you know they were saying that you know he was being in uh, inconvenience um that you know he was taking too much work off you know you know, and by just, day you're talking about Kings or Rebar. Yes, Kings Rebar, out, based out in Pottstown, PA, and uh, you know it, that's that's let's just say that, that's inhumane. That's exactly. tough. It's perfect that's, words for that's that. tough stuff. J- uh, John, thank you right. uh, much for coming into the studio. Jay Doc, you've been around this space yeah. uh, a uh, long, d- long time. Let yeah. me give you an opportunity. Okay. Uh, we're going to reset the deck over here. Let me give you an opportunity okay. uh, to speak, and then we'll get uh, everything organized. When you see here. the union rat, when you see the rat out in front of a job site or something like that. This is the type of thing that that rat represents. This is what we're protesting many times. Okay, it ain't pretty, but are you listening to these people out there? 
This is absolutely unforgivable, a travesty of justice, and almost unprecedented for courage of individuals like these people and Ed Pena Jr. To, 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 to bring them in and represent them. It is unprecedented for individuals to do this on public airways. And I want to thank every one of you guys for being here. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Ed Pena Jr. is with us. He'll be with us to the close. Uh, we just heard from John Stankowitz. Uh, Greg Lightkip joined us by phone. We kicked off the show uh, with Richard Starkweather. Um, if you miss any of that part, any of the broadcast tonight, and you hear uh, Richard's uh, last call to his wife, just out of fear or out of desperation, amazing to me that stuff like that actually uh, does occur. And then Dan Lola uh, is with us in uh, studio as well. Ed, let me come to you first because um, this is not uh, new to you no conversation like that that perhaps is new to the listening audience um you hear and and you've heard the stories you you get it you understand it um how how do you take this and try and move forward with it the stories that i hear are are horrendous greg's story the the stories like that break my heart How, how you lose your house you have to move in, you know, with in-laws or, or your mother or father. Uh, they break my heart, and, and I try to do everything that I can to help these workers. All, all I want to do is just make people's lives better in, in any way that I can. And in, in this, the stories, I mean, I can And, and then when I was saying it's unprecedented, I'm talking about unprecedented for people to come in, go on, non-union workers to, to, to go on strike and to come in. But this type of situation happens every day. You're on the front lines every, and you see it. Every single day. Every single day. And like I can't stress enough is, you know, stand up for yourself. You know, you have rights. If you want help, contact us at, at PCWJ or PCWJustice at gmail.com and, and we will gladly help you with any any situation, any issue that you have in your workplace, and we will help you. Uh, I would like to bring in uh, Dan Lola again, and I'll tell you why. Because when you're listening to that video, that's Dan Lola uh, confronting uh, uh, Mr. Benedicts about going on strike and having the issues of safety, of, of, of benefits, of, 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 of job conditions. Uh, and again, the audio that you heard, that the audience, that the listening uh, audience that we played uh, for the listening audience was from July 16th. We right. did a show back in August on August 25th, uh, and now we find ourselves on September 8th. Uh, so the timeline uh, extends. And, but, and although nothing has happened with the company, uh, they haven't, you know, they have not agreed to any of the terms of these individuals. You have received some support. There have been individuals in New York that yeah, did a just, rally for you. Talk about that. There was a uh, financial summit that uh, Matt Pastronk, which is fifty uh, percent of the Post Brothers, was speaking at. Uh, my guess is he's teaching other realtors how to cut corners and and be shysty and shady. Um, but um, yeah, so he was speaking at this event, and um, you know, we went up. There was four of us. We took our banner, we hand build, and out of nowhere, there had to be sixty, seventy union employees that just came out of nowhere to support us because they don't see stuff like this. We're non-union, and we're sticking up for our rights. And and the thing is, is that you know, even though we're non-union, our fight's the same fight. And they came out to support us, and they threw a rally that was surrounded 
by us being there. And they shut a whole sidewalk down. Nobody could walk through. Nothing, couldn't do nothing. Shouting solidarity. Count me in. Jay and Naka, it was, it was it, phenomenal. Is, 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 is it heard? Is the voice heard? I still stand. Oh, wow. I, I, I've got to tell you, I stand here in disbelief right, it's, that it's, in 2018, I can own a company and I can ask one of my workers right. to go up 22 to 25 floors or whatever the case may be and, and, and put them in well, harm's let me tell you something. And, be, and, and it be okay. I yeah. find it hard to believe. I want our listeners now to understand what unions do for, for, for workers and workforce. This the, First of all, these individuals are here because Ed Penn Jr. has given them the platform and because they have courage. Before, before we go and take about 30 seconds, I'd like to bring Rich in real quick. Rich, tell us... Uh, you're, you're now a union employee. I'm been, so glad you're producing this show, brother. Good well, my stuff. point is we only have 30 seconds. Tell us what it's like on a union job, brother. It's amazing. The uh, the brotherhood. Uh, you hear a lot of talk about union brotherhood. It is something that is just unheard of in the non-union community. Um, I mean, everybody looks out for everybody. Um, safety conditions. Safety is training. phenomenal. I was handed a rucksack that was probably worth $350. It had every piece of equipment that I needed to do my job safely. Day one without without question um it, it's amazing night and day night and day well like i said we're proud to have you a part of 401 my friend thank you absolutely uh, uh glenn do me a favor if you can get ready that sam pond uh sound bite i'm going to play that at the end ed i want to give you last word um before we roll to the uh top of the show j doc don't worry i'll give you a chance to uh, to, uh, to close i've talked um, enough uh, but ed i want to give you um uh last word on where do you go from here well, we're going to go from here. Um, you know, we're going to continue to do delegations um, to city officials, uh, people who are involved with, uh, you know, giving Benedict's work. Um, we have turned two jobs already, um, which one went uh, union, the other one went non-union, but that doesn't matter. Benedict didn't get the job. Um, we're just going to keep trucking away from here. Um, there's no, we're not going to stop until these guys get what they rightfully deserve. Special thanks to, to Ed Penna Jr. Uh, in studio along with Dan Lola, Richard Starkweather, uh, and John Stankowitz. All with us in studio tonight here on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor. And, of course, Greg Lightkip, J-Doc, uh, who called in uh, to be a part of the broadcast. I give you uh, 30 seconds to put a recap on the show I before just wanna, I say goodbye. I just want to thank these gentlemen once again. For bringing this, uh, you know, into the light, into the general public, so we could show people out there what's going on. And I will say it one more time: when you see the the rat out there, it's not pretty, but it's protesting situations like this. It's not a bunch of union guys trying to thug people. It's trying to protest for ju- for individuals like this who are risking their lives every day, calling home in case they don't come home. And I want to thank everybody, Ed Penna Jr. Thank you, thank you. You got to stay tuned for Dan thank Loney you. tonight. He'll take you into the night. Dan Loney will be along and take you uh, to eleven o'clock. It's a special edition of Dan Loney tonight. Dan Loney and friends uh, will join you tonight. Thanks to. <laughs> Glenn for working uh, behind the glass and a special thanks uh, to all of our partners presented by Pond Lahaki, powered by Teladoc, fueled by the Sinesta Hotel and driven by Chapman Ford. On behalf of J-Doc, on behalf of uh, everybody in tonight, and of course on behalf of Glenn uh, who makes it all happen. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Count me in. These guys sitting around me They're your neighbors, they're your brothers, they're your fathers, they're your sons. They just simply want to go to work, make a living, and raise their families, have a roof over their head, and be protected. It's taken away from them. The only thing that's going to protect them is a collective bargaining agreement. 
Absolutely. That's the only thing. Absolutely. And it's, it's a tragedy that we're sitting here in 2018 and that people can get away with threatening the lives of these men. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.